podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Liverpool in focus. One topic, one guest, every week. Hello, it's John Buskell here. Welcome to episode 54 of the In Focus podcast. On the show this week, my guest is Aaron Brown. Aaron from the US is on the show to talk about the season. And we also talk about a season that really meant a lot to him. And during the course of a discussion, we also touch on a player who I think deserves more respect than he gets. He's a striker. He's got a lot of goals did a lot of good things for the club, but he's not remembered as fondly as he probably should be. And he's someone certainly that we haven't talked enough about on the InFocus podcast. Hmm. Can you guess who that is? So Aaron, why Liverpool? That's a really good question. And I think the honest answer is um, I'm one of those who would say Liverpool chose me. I I, um, I was always a big fan of, of Samuel Jackson. I say was because... As I've gotten older, my my um, taste in film has, has changed. But at a point in my life, I wanted to always see every Samuel Jackson film I could see. And there was one particular film in 2001, two-ish around that time, called Formula 51. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. But it's with him, um, Meatloaf, of all people, and Robert... Carlisle. Uh, Carlisle, yes. And there's a scene at the end where... Obviously, you know the movie. Um, he has a Fowler jersey on, this mm-hmm. beautiful red Fowler jersey, and it's United in Liverpool. He goes into the pub, and you know the rest. Mm. Um, growing up, my soccer, as we called it now, it feels weird to even call it soccer, but <laughs> soccer growing up was the only sport my mom would let us play because she felt it was the least sport to play to get hurt. So, of course, at the time, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm thinking, no, I want to be a football player, American football player, or a basketball player, even baseball. Soccer? No, it wasn't me. But, you know, moms know their sons, obviously. Got into it, loved it. And so I thank my mom a lot as well. But anyway, the story goes, most of the teams I supported, they were all red. I don't know why that was. I just liked red. Uh, for basketball, it was the Houston Rockets. They're red. The 49ers, they're red. And I saw this jersey on, on Robert Carlisle and this beautiful red shirt. And I said, what is that? I was always interested in kits and soccer jerseys. Who was this team with the Carlsberg in front of <laughs> What is this? So I looked into it and I said, oh, Liverpool Football Club. And then also my family, uh, uh, something that we like to have from time to time is liver and onions. It's just a meal that we have. So Liverpool was like a pool of liver. It just it, it was, there was something about that name. And um, and then I heard about the, the uh, Hillsborough. It was just so many things that, that led me, that, that found me, really. I wasn't searching for a team to support anything like that. The friends that I had around me, they liked United. They liked Chelsea. Um and I've always naturally wanted to be kind of go to the left kind of guy. Like, I'm going to do something that my friends don't like. So everything kind of fit. And, um, and yeah, and, and that was, uh, and Liverpool that was my you. introduction to Liverpool. Uh, yes. That, yes. That is, that, that is amazing. So, so around about that time, what's, what's the first Liverpool side that you really remember well? You know, you know, I think everyone will say, you know, my first side was the side that was, you know, Phil Neal captained and you know, mm. Jimmy Case was in the side. And, you, you know, they'll have that. Who, who was the first side that really resonates with you? Well, honestly, that side. And so I became really, really interested um, and a big fan of um, Emil Heskey. And I, I liked him. Uh, and, and his, you know, he was new that season, I believe, that 2001, 2002 season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, he had just come to Liverpool. And for me, he, 
looking at the team we have now, um, he reminds me of, of Firmino, and I'm looking back at him, and, and I say that because as far as a, 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 that position, a striker, if you will, a false nine, whatever you want to call it these days, he was kind of under the radar. You know, Salah was doing so well, and that year I think Owen was amazing. But Heskey, I think, had the most goals in one of the Cups that year, uh, maybe the FA Cup run or something like that. But he, he was just under Owen as far as goals the whole season. I think yeah. he had 22, Owen had 24, something like that. Yeah, it's that's like It's right. going so far back now. Um, but I think he did so much – and, and maybe just in a in a different way, and so he just never. I, I don't think to this day. I don't think he ever really got um, as much. I think uh, I don't say respect, but um, I guess love as maybe some of the other guys did get. And so that's my favorite season because oh. it was my introduction to Liverpool, and we got the trouble that year, as you know. So yeah. I mean, that was just, that was just an amazing. Yeah, this is amazing. It's like okay, so I fell into it with this team, and right off the bat, the team is doing this good. Okay, I, I think I would like this, and and uh, also. Over the years, um, this is what you sign up for as being a fan. But I've gotten quite a bit of gray hair um, all over the place. But that 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 all comes together, and um, it couldn't have been another team. It had to be Liverpool that I followed. Oh, and, and, um, fantastic! Yeah, since since that since that season, I've been hanging in there with them from the ups and downs. So now, now, yeah. I mean, we 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 agreed to talk about you know seasons, uh, this season, mm-hmm. this season. But I think it's a really it's really great that you bring up uh, Heskey because he's he's not someone that's got much discussion on in focus. You know, I think I'm you know somewhere in the region of like episode fifty three, fifty four episodes now. I haven't talked about Heskey before. I have to say, having seen Heskey play. He was fantastic. He had, a, he had a phenomenal breakthrough season. He was so strong physically. He had that wonderful celebration. It was so over the top. This kind of like DJ the dialing the, the phone. Yeah, oh, with the DJ, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, dialing the phone or whatever it was, and yeah, and he yeah. was just so strong and powerful. And I saw him. I saw a couple of games that season, and I was just so impressed with him. I never. Uh, Owen was fantastic. He was an amazing goal machine. But oh, no so, doubt. No but doubt. there was something about Owen that I I did not click. I, I uh, you know. I, I, but but Heskey, I I always had a soft spot for Heskey, and particularly I don't know. I'm I'm I have a maybe I, I tend to go for lost causes. But as Heskey <laughs> became the butt of a lot of jokes, um, I yeah. felt. You know, I, 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 I felt, I felt a lot of it was undeserved. And I do think he's, his time at Liverpool should be looked back upon and actually celebrated because he was a phenomenal foil for Owen. And without, without Heskey in the side, Owen was not the same player. Uh, Heskey won and made a lot of space. He was a very intelligent player and he played a long time, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah, he ended up going to I think Bolton from 2014 to 2016, which yeah. is phenomenal. I think. Yeah, he did. He had a really good. He had a really good career. Well, I mean, let's talk about seasons and and what a sure. season! What a season to to sort of get into football, Liverpool Football Club. I asked you in the the the, the pre pre interview questions. You know, what was your all time favorite season? Was that your all time favorite season, or were you just like you know, oh, this is this is football with Liverpool. We'll just win a few things. <sighs> John, I, when I when I when you sent that question, I thought about that year, and I think it's my favorite because it's special, just how I came about it, but also how I came about supporting Liverpool. But also, I just thought it was a really great season. I mean, I think there were so many. Well, since two thousand one, there hasn't been so many, but there have definitely been some moments that that are uh, that you could put in there. But I, I think I just think that season. 
um, being as though it was my introduction to Premier League football, sure, I heard about it and, and things of that nature, but that was my introduction into it. And just seeing the football they played and, and what they accomplished that season, I'd have to say that was my favorite. Yeah, mm. I have to say that was my favorite. That's interesting because it would yeah. actually that's that's actually my favorite season. And I've been a I've been following oh, yeah I've been following Liverpool since since I was seven. So what seventy seventy seven since I was seven. Um, and you know I've experienced some European Cup and you know FA Cups and league titles and and I love that season under Julier because I think I was young enough I, I was young enough to had have experienced what it was like not to win things to have some of the struggle mm. I felt mm. that the Evans I loved Roy Evans side we played phenomenal phenomenal football I was a young guy uh, you know, I'd grown up with these players, you know, the Fallon, McManaman, these, these, these for me were, you know, they, they're special players in my, my Liverpool memory. But that, when Houdier comes in and, and he really brings in some steel and some metal and we get, you know, Didi Haman, we get Gary Mack, we get, um, Sammy Hupia, uh, it, it really starts, it really starts to gel. And that's just a phenomenal season that, the, the victory against Arsenal, that last, uh, last grasp free kick when Gary Mack beats Everton. I mean, those, that season is just something special. It really is. You know, it's just, I just think it, it, we play a lot of football. We don't play as exciting football. I think as we're playing at the moment, Julio's mm-hmm. side was very much a counter effect. You know, it was like, let's not lose exactly. and then try and win. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think Klopp's approach is to win. So that's fantastic. Two, two of us for different reasons liking that same season. Um, well, then let's, uh, do, you know, I, I don't know if you can remember years, but do you have any, have any, have any seasons that really strike you as, oh, that was the absolute low point? I know I didn't ask you this in the pre-show questions, oh, but no, that's a good question though. Um, man, I feel like there's been a lot of those in between. I this is probably not a popular opinion, but um, though though we won the the Champions League with Rafa that season, um, and you could say that was obviously a, a success. You could mm. never say anything different than that. Mm. Um, I remember being really, really just down most of that season uh, because I just thought we we didn't do as well in the league as I would have wanted. Um, uh, and so I remember, maybe it was the season before, and, and, and around that time with, with Rafa, there was a, a season, maybe not the season we won the Champions League, but maybe it was one before that. Mm. Um, uh, but... I, I, yeah, I would I would say that, or probably probably this the, the last season of Rodgers, because I started to say, you know what, if we don't get somebody in soon, you know, I think Rodgers is 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 taking our, our team down. You know, it was amazing to see what he did in, in the almost title winning mm-hmm. um, after so many years season with um, you know, Suarez, Sturridge, all those guys. That was an amazing thing to see, and of course, it was so hurtful to, to have it in that way. But I I, I felt like. I think it was Everton was the last match he had for us, right? Was that Everton? That he yeah, that's right. For? Yeah, when he goes in the October. And I, and I, yeah, and I was just thinking, man, we something's got to change. And then you know, we 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 you know about Jurgen Klopp, and you think, oh, can we can we really get him? And we finally get him. And I thought, okay, you know what? The moment he came, and I thought things were going to change. Um, didn't see us at this point right now in the Champions League, but I knew we'd at least be closer back to that again. I think Benitez was was um, phenomenal in what he did in, in those teams, but. 
for us to get, for us to want to get back to a point like that, I knew we had to change manager. So I would say, I'd probably say the, the Rogers season for me, that last season for Rogers, um, it, it just, it just felt like we weren't going to be moving in an, in an upwards way. And I, and I knew that we needed something to come in and, or someone to come in and, and kind of clean that up. Well, that someone certainly did come in and he has cleaned up a whole, a whole bunch of stuff. And now, now here we are at what the end of Klopp's third season. Um, two of, he's, he's had two full seasons just about now, hasn't he? Cause he mm-hmm. takes over in the October. But at the start of, yeah. the, at the start of this season, um, I'm curious what what sort of expectations did you have for us for the start of this season? Well, I was thoroughly pleased with with um, the last season, even though you know we kind of scrapped and craw- uh, clawed, just like what we're doing now in the league. But um, I, I thought for me it was improving on what we did last season. So meaning we got four, just barely. Can we get up to third? Can we get up to second? Um, I, I thought we were maybe a year away from being able to really, really contend for a whole season for the title, um, you know, without having these injuries and these setbacks, you know, uh, last season was Mane going to Africa nations. This season is the whole team falling apart. Uh, assistant managers leaving. It's, it's a lot of things we're going through. And I, I felt like we were a season away from really, really challenging, uh, whoever city United, you know, the, the usual uh, mm-hmm. suspects. So I thought an improvement of last year, which was, you know, third, second, and then in the, in the cups, um, I thought we could do well in the Champions League this year, uh, and I was hoping. I never hoped that we don't do well in other cups, but I was I was thinking that if we were to go far in, in any of these other tournaments, Champions League is the one you want to do it in. So if you get knocked out of the other ones, maybe that's a blessing in disguise. You mm-hmm. can focus just on that, and then domestically, and that's what what's, what ended up happening. So I honestly thought um, you get past Hoffenheim, and from there, I felt like Liverpool could do it. You know, and and this is obviously before. You know, Coutinho leaving and all these other injuries, um, which I know we'll get on to later mm-hmm. about Coutinho. But, but um, no, I thought an improvement on on the placement in the in the league and then doing as best you could in in these tournaments, but especially Champions League, which I thought we we could do. Mm-hmm. I, I I suppose the realistically, I certainly didn't think. Ah, uh, yeah, I thought we had. I I think my early season optimism was we could chat this could be our year i think i hadn't thought that for a number of years i mean even when we challenged under rogers i didn't think oh god it could be our year until mm. un- until the christmas when we we're at the top of the league and then i thought oh hey we're playing some fantastic football but mm. but since klopp has come in I, I haven't really thought this could be our year but last mm. season we started so well i i kept saying until until it fell away that we were the the team with the form team in the country we were absolutely dancing and you know we were sparkling we were just phenomenal and then and and as as soon as Mane goes off to the 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 cup uh the african nations cup the, the form goes we really fall apart so coming into this season maybe my expectations were lower but i thought we had i thought we'd bought well in the summer I, th- I thought Klopp had brought in some new people into the training, you know, into the backroom back setup. You know, there was more attention being paid to nutrition, to fitness. I think he learned his lessons about um, squad size and managing rotation, the need to rotate to have players fresh. Clearly, we, we, we'd sort of, you know, taken a major a, a major hit in terms of fitness during during last season. So I expected these things to be better coming into this season. But um, yeah, 
I, I, I suppose my if if anywhere if I thought we were going to perform anywhere it would be the Champions League. I I I I feel that we we don't have the squad. I felt <laughs> I felt coming into the season that we didn't have a squad that would be able to be consistent enough to win the league because I just think mm-hmm. the league requires such consistency. Uh, but I, th- I thought I was thinking that on our day, you know, we could do really well in one of the one of the tournaments and the Champions League. I felt if we could get out of the group, yes, because we play such aggressive, fast paced football. And I thought that that would be difficult for the Italians and difficult for the Spaniards because they yes. they, 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 they play so much, much ponderous but you know here we are recording this show ahead of the weekend's games and i'm not sure when gags will put this out but you know we haven't qualified for next season's champion champions league yet um it's going down to the wire in the league uh, have have you been frustrated by our league form yeah uh that's a good question it's really hard to answer because i'll, I'll, I'll say this um you know, it's it is frustrating when, and I love how you d- described um, how things were going at one point in the season last year uh, around Christmas time, dancing, and and I, I think that's that puts it really good. And it, it is frustrating to see how well you're doing in the Champions League, um, but here at the end, it's it's frustrating. It is, you know, it's, especially after the Chelsea game. And and for me, it wasn't really I wasn't really mad about Chelsea. I was mad about you know Stoke. I was mad about West Brom. I was mad about yeah. The the uh, the Merseyside dub. I was mad about those games. Maybe even being petty, going back to Watford or, or Tottenham. You know those point those games that we should have, and for other reasons, maybe didn't get points. But you know the team is knackered. We see that, and you know, and how much can you really, really, you know? I wanted them to put one last performance against Chelsea and then rest up for Brighton, and then you know, obviously for to get ready for Kiev. But the team is knackered, man, and and guys are playing uh, a lot, a lot of games with with no one really coming in for some of these positions. So. It's frustrating, it is, um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, I always feel like the positivity weighs out. I'm always smiling at this team because they're so together. They, they know what Klopp wants, they fight for each other, and um, that's what you can see in this team, and, and a real team. You can tell they love being around each other when you look at their social medias after games and in the locker room, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's, that sometimes means more than, than others, other things to me. You know, I feel like the team is together, and they're actually trying, and you know, we've been going through a lot of things this season, man, mm-hmm. um, especially with injuries. And so it, when I, whenever I found myself maybe getting, I want to say negative, but worried or frustrated or, or bothered by not getting certain results against teams that I feel like we should um, and should be dominating, especially in my opinion, against Chelsea, um, I, I think about the other things that really just make me happy. And that's, you know, things like Genie getting an away goal in a, in a <laughs> Champions League semifinal. I mean, they, so I... It's, I can complain all I want, but there's so many beautiful things that's happened over this season with this manager, with these special players that it doesn't last long for me. So to answer your question, it, it's frustrating, but um, I'm very optimistic that, that we'll finish strong, um, get at least a draw against Brighton, and then go on into, to Kiev and, sh- and shock everybody. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. Mm, I, think it's a really, I think it's a really good way of putting it. Uh, I, 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 I certainly think that what we've got, as you, you rightly stressed there, this is a team that like playing together. It's a team that like each other. They seem to mm-hmm. seem really positive. And I think that is fantastic. I can't think of many other Liverpool squads that have had such a sense of togetherness and enjoyment 
and you know Bobby Firmino doing his absolute utmost to set up you know one of the other front players everybody trying to make sure that Mo gets you know the golden the golden boot they really are working together um, and of course, I mean it's a team sport, but I, I really, really get the sense of these guys love playing football together. That they're aware that this is something special, and it's kind of infectious. And I think that we as a, as fans have picked up on that because let's face it, Liverpool fans, you know, we we, we have a toxic, uh, not a toxic gene, but but it's been it's been so long since we won the title that we yeah. are a very very anxious um you know we we fan base we would spend a lot of time on the therapist's couch you know no question. No question. because you know whilst all to all intents and purposes we might look really really cool and all together when things are going well the second something goes wrong boy does does everything hit the fan and we we become so antsy so i think i th- i think what klopp what the side have achieved this season no matter what happens from now I, I for one, will be looking back at this season and saying that was a really great side. I, I suppose what I want is, I really want them to go and win in Kiev. Not, mm-hmm. not, not just for me, of course. You know, I will love that, and yay, Liverpool, the the victory, right. etc. But I really want them to to win it for them because I think that they have brought. So, I can't remember a season when a side have have hit so many goals. We've scored so much. You know, we've beaten so many sides with more than three, four goals. You know, in Europe as well, it's been phenomenal. Yeah. And that these guys decide it. You know, deserve it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think um, it's it's often interesting to, to sit back and you know because. Not that it bothers me, but I'm always curious to see what what rival fans think, especially um, fans in the Premier League. And they're all very, for the most part, uh, very, very bitter and saying that we've had an easy way to go. And let's let's not forget, you know, from Porto on, especially Porto, that was the first team that people were saying, okay, they did okay in the group stage. But, you know, Porto is amazing at home and that was supposed to be this dungeon that we were going to and it was supposed to be so hard to beat them. We didn't just beat them, we destroyed them. You know, and, and, and then City, you know, we, we knocked them out. You know, all I kept hearing was, uh, you know, you got to respect uh, this, this Italian team, Roma. You, you, you're being disrespectful. You saw what they did against against uh, Barca. You, you got to really respect them and, and all these things. So we were, we were never supposed to get this far um, based on pundits, our, some of our own fans, and, 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 and definitely rival fans are, are neutral. So, you know, listen, we're, we're made for a tournament like this. I think Liverpool, um, with the right manager, which we have right now, um, and some really special players, we really, really th- thrive in these situations. And we're doing it. And none of it's really a surprise to me. Um, I mean, at the beginning of the season, to, to, to someone said you're going to be in the Champions League final. I, I'd say, oh, well, hold on. Let's let's see how, how, we, how we get on. But as we started getting on, getting out the group stage, doing well against Porto, there was no doubt in my mind that we could make it here. So that the fact that we're here... It's amazing. I think we're shocking people. I think Klopp um, and this club are, are really working together to, in a way, put Liverpool back on that map, especially um, in, a, in a European sense. And it's a beautiful thing to see. So, yeah, it's just, it's just been an amazing journey with all the ups and downs, with the stressful nail biters unnecessarily, um, Sevilla's, uh, you know, you know the games. Yeah. And so, but with all of that, again, I, I keep going back to it. This team just more times than not this season, they've made me 
smile and sometimes on the verge of tears of joy. I mean, it, it's just amazing what they've done, especially in this Champions League run. Uh, amazing. Uh, what you know, if 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 you were going to single out one thing that Klopp has got spot on, or Klopp and Klopp and his backroom staff, if you like, you know the the the, the guys that actually manage the club, uh, is is there one thing that really stands out that you say that Jurgen Klopp got right this year that has impacted our performance? Mm. You got to point to the rotation. And you can see year on year as he's here, he's learning things that maybe um, he just wasn't aware of or just thought he could do a different way um, upon his arrival. Um, and I think he obviously saw how we suffered at the tail end of last season. Um, and so the rotation throughout the season, I thought, was amazing how he did that. Um, uh, there's, there's been a lot of times where I, I questioned, I've questioned his his changes, substitutions, and things of that nature. But I think all in all, he's done his best, and that staff has done their best to keep guys as, as healthy as he could now. No one really saw all these, these breakdowns towards the end of the season. But I'd say that's probably one of the main things for me that I've noticed, um, that he's found a way to the best of his ability and the staff's ability to um, keep guys as fresh as possible. Mm. That's almost impossible with all of these games. But He's found a way to do it, and and so I commend him on that. That's that's the one thing that comes to mind for mm, me. Mm, I think I, I I think I think I agree with you on that. I think he's he's managed them really well. I think the fitness has been excellent, apart from the fact that we now have a massive major injury crisis, and yeah. it looks like we're. I I think we're we're struggling. I actually think we're going into the final, quite, quite a way below where Real Madrid are at because of of injuries, unfortunately. I think the injury to uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain hit us incredibly hard, really, really hard. It's it's, it's really unfair. I mean, the kid was coming on so strong, and that was one of the players who you can see, um, you know, him coming in. You can see how Klopp was trying to manage him, and I don't know if that was because you know, he was new to the system and he didn't want to put too much pressure on him or it's because maybe it's too full. Maybe it's that. And he knew of the injury record that he had a bit of at Arsenal and to see that happen, you know, and, and see it happen to him actually showing effort going for a tackle. I mean, that was just, uh, that was a heavy blow. And that for me was, um, I remember at the end of that Roma game, everybody was upset about the two goals we, we conceded. I was upset about losing Ox. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I thought we'd get past Roman. I'm not going to say with ease, but I thought we'd get past him. I wasn't really worried. But the loss of Ox at that time, um, that was just really big. That was really big. And I, I'm, I'm proud of, of Jeannie for coming in. And we haven't really seen that we've lost that much, but there is something that we're missing. And I think Ox was giving us that. And that's a heavy, heavy blow. And I just hope um, he can recoup from it. Um, and and not come you know come back like with these kind of issues that uh, Lalana's having even Hendo to a degree um, Sturridge and all those guys I just hope he's not going to be one of those guys that oh what could it have been if he would have stayed healthy you know I, mean, I hope it's just like a small setback and he can get back firing for us mm. next season but no that's a heavy heavy blow mm. uh, that one that one that one I felt the most of any you know kind of injury and I love Emery Chan he's one of my favorite players on the team unfortunately he looks like he's leaving but. Ox was the one that hurt me the most, and it was because he was just doing so well. And I think proving to some of the Arsenal fans and people, because no one really thought Ox was going to do much, let's be honest. And the fact that he was he's doing it on a high level um, and playing where he said he wanted to play, and people laughed at him, but he's doing or he was doing it and doing it at a high level. So, yeah, that 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 really that really hurt me a bit when he left. I, I wanted to ask you 
and this is really related whether you felt that maybe Klopp's big mistake was in fact not bringing in uh, someone else when when Coutinho left because you know now when we we look at the injuries we look at where we're at we are one player arguably <laughs> one player short did you feel that it was the 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 wrong move to to not bring in another midfielder when Coutinho left in in, in January or were you, did you back the manager 100% I love this question. I love this talking point because everyone has a such a different opinion. And <laughs> my, my opinion is, listen, I, again, this is not a popular opinion, but I was never really a big Coutinho fan. And I felt like he was in some ways holding us back in terms of the way that Klopp wants to play. And I thought that, sure, Coutinho is a good player. He, he's, he's money from 40, 50 yards out, whatever it is. He can He's the magician. He can unlock a defense here or there. But... Um, I didn't take it as heavy as I think a lot of the fan base did. And as you can see, um, we haven't really suffered uh, too much without him. Now, as far as replacing him, I never really felt like um, there's a such thing as replacing a player anyway. You can get somebody to kind of come in and play a role or, fit again, fit into your system, which I don't think he really was the type of player that you really wanted, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so it, it's we can always say, oh, see, this is why we should have had Catino because – we go, but you know, if these guys wouldn't have gotten injured, number ten would have never been mentioned. It would just be like, oh yeah, we we, we went on and and you know, I think I think beating City how we did at, at home in the league really was a, the time where I, the turning point where I think some people stopped leaning on that. What if we had Catino or replacement Catino? Because it looked like okay, look, we don't have Catino, but we have a team and we're still doing well without him. And I think a lot of people miss how much Mane's role has changed. And I think Mane has been kind of that. They're different players, obviously, him and Catino, but he's kind of been that Catino, quote-unquote, player as far as being creative, dropping back a little bit, trying to create for Firmino for himself, for Salah. So I, I was – to answer your question, I backed the manager. And and I can't remember what moment it was, but there was something that Klopp did at some point where I said, you know what, I'm going to trust him whatever he does right now my, from now on. It, does, it might not look good, but he seems to get things right more often than not, especially when it comes to personnel – uh, decisions, at least in my opinion. So I backed him, and um, sure, it would have been nice to bring in a Keita early or uh, somebody, I don't know, Lanzini, something, uh, maybe Riyad Mahrez. But it wasn't, I don't think it was a bad choice. Um, and at this point, yes, it, it feels like if we had just another body um, that can do some things, that would be nice. But no one saw these coming. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, I backed the manager, and I and I thought that. At the time, it was the best decision to make. Sure, you could say, well, well you keep him to the end of the season. Um, I think he's had his best few months with us in that half of a season, which is crazy to say. To me, that was the best I've seen Coutinho, and it wasn't even a full season. So that says a lot as well. So for all the, the world-classness that he gets labeled with and all that, I don't miss him. I didn't miss him when we let him go, and I, and I never, I've never, there's never been a game since he's gone that I said, man, we sure could have used Coutinho in this game. I just haven't felt that way. So I, I, I backed the decision, and um, it's unfortunate now that we, we, we do have these injuries, but um, I'm really excited about, about strengthening the squad. And I think it's, it's, it's going to be another year where Klopp has learned a little bit more. And he's, he's going to say to himself, you know, we have to, even if we're getting maybe one, two extra than we would have liked, just to fill the squad out a bit more, um, I think he'll think twice about that before, you know, going to the second part of the season. I think... 
really what we're 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 pinpointing here is that this is a manager that puts the team first above mm-hmm. individuals uh, I, I like you Phil Coutinho brilliant brilliant footballer fantastically you know when, you know, could be exciting I, I I thought he was a fighter very good defensively actually when he when when he was up to to, to tackling back um, I got a bit frustrated at times that he tried to win things on his own he took it a you know it was like get the ball to Coutinho and, and see if he can score a worldie and I think in in doing what Klopp did and 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 it may well be that you know he wanted to bring someone else in but couldn't they couldn't get the right player so they were things went the the way they did but as it looks um, I, I I think he was j- definitely right to sanction Coutinho going to Barcelona because uh, Coutinho's behaviour was unsettling. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he he it was if you like it was a a, a, a Liverpool player being a bit of a diva and really mm-hmm. under Klopp, we he doesn't tolerate divas. He. He wants people who are team players. It is everything is the team. You can see the fact, the way that he's backed players like Oxley Chamberlain, Henderson, Milner. I mean, just, 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 just phenomenal. Even Lovren to a degree. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Even Lovren. So yeah, I, 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 I think he'll, 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 he'll forgive a mistake or two if you if your commitment is there and your willingness to to try and learn. I think. From what I can see, Klopp is a teacher. He wants to facilitate and to educate, and he wants his team to learn. And if, even if they don't learn their lesson, as long as they keep attempting to learn, keep trying, he sticks with them. He gives them time. You can see that in in the way that Lovren has had so many chances. Of course, there is. The, it does come to the point where Klopp draws the uh, well. The, the the chain and, and and out you go. I mean, with Mignolet, I think that was the one thing that surprised me most about Klopp this season was about how decisive and ruthless he became, uh, which we hadn't really seen in the sale of Jordan Ibe. Yes, but the the way that 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 Mignolet was unceremoniously dropped this season and it was made very clear that Carius was seeing out the rest of the season. Uh, I think it was on the back of. Was it against Arsenal that Mignolet had that woeful performance? He makes another performance and then he's gone. I think that for me I, is... I believe that was it, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that for me has been uh, uh, the, one, of the, one of the few instances that Klopp has shown how, just how ruthless he, he, he is. I'm, I'm not sure about what's going on with the Buvac situation, but, uh, but that's another thing. So you, so you feel that, just to, just to stick with the Coutinho thing here, so you feel that, okay, we trusted the manager, we've just been unlucky with injuries, if everything had gone according to plan, we would be going into this final with at least one or two other members of squad fully fit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I like some of the things you said about Coutinho. And sure, he's, he's a fine player. But again, when you see how we play as a team and how we really hurt people, it's not about, you know, a player dwelling on the ball. trying. And, you know, Coutinho did that a, a bit too much. It's about catching guys in the counter-text. And you're right, you bring up a good point. He did show signs of being good at pressing the ball and, and fighting to get the ball back. He did. And I, and I, I noticed a lot of people saying that wasn't one of his 
best qualities. And maybe it wasn't, but he definitely did show that. So I give him credit for that. But no, I think um, it, it, it was it worked out for the better, in my opinion. And, and and yeah, I just feel like if it wasn't for the injuries, then you know it's it, it would be looked at more of a you know what Klopp got this one right because I think a lot of people were really doubting and saying you know what this could be the end of Klopp based on one player leaving the team. People yeah. were literally saying this could be the end of Klopp, which you know, and and to, to speak of the ruthless thing, I noticed that with Sacco. And I, I, that was the moment where I said, okay, this guy, he's all about, you know, smiling and, and almost clown-like to some people in interviews. And he's too silly, the smiling and the, you, you know, Klopp. He's a very uh, <laughs> extraordinary kind of guy, which I love. Yeah. Um, but he showed that to me, the first time I saw it was with Sacco. And I don't know what's going on with Buvach, but you can tell that, and you, 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 you can tell that Klopp at the team. If you don't want to be a part of it, or if you're not cutting it, or you're being a diva or whatever, you won't be here. I don't care how good you are, how many goals you score, I don't care how many awards you've gotten, or I mean, how much the fans love you. You can you can leave, and I can replace you. And that's I think what we need. And I and I I hope that with with Keita or maybe some other players, we're getting that on the field as well. That's the last thing I think that we're missing. Somebody on the team that's going to look at guys and hold them accountable. Henderson has moments. Um, Van Dyke does it here and there, but there's nobody on the team that players have to look at. And say, oh shit! You know this guy's really gonna you know be on my ass if I don't do this mm-hmm. thing the third. So it starts from the management, and I love that Klopp is that way. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, even with the fans, he's he's he doesn't hold his mouth when it comes to talking about the fans, whether it's at the game or in the post match. And so a lot of people are torn between how they feel about that. I love it that Klopp does that, and so. Yeah, the ruthlessness I think is much needed um, as a manager, and and may it continue. May it continue. Do you do you think we've we peaked too soon? Do you think that in getting to the Champions League this this season, that expectations are going to go absolutely crazy? You know, even even if we don't win the Champions League this year, mm-hmm. you know, are, is the fan base, are the press, is everyone going to be? Uh, you know, uh, magnifying glass, eye on Liverpool next season, expecting us to challenge for, tro- you know, more trophies. Because there is this thing, like I already mentioned the toxic fan base, you know, our desperation to, to mm-hmm. win, to win the title. Now, h- here for the first time in, in a number of years, we really look like we've got a squad that's capable of beating anyone, uh, mm-hmm. going all the way, getting to the Champions League final, uh, some really good performances in the league. We would be, you know, we are arguably the second best team in the country. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the table doesn't show that, but I think with injuries right. and 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 I think it's understanding, understandable given where we are in the in the Champions League final. But uh, I kind of wondered, as soon as Liverpool uh, Liverpool manager Liverpool side do well, that expectation goes through the roof. Look what happened to Brendan Rodgers. There was that amazing season and the. And 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 he had literally five or six games after finishing, uh, so you know second before. Oh, it all turned on him that this is not the same side as it was. There's no Suarez. Lambert's never going to deliver the same kind of quality. Where <laughs> he was, you know, expectation really sucked the life out of of Rogers' uh, tenure. And I wonder with Klopp. Getting to the Champions League this season, even if we don't win, and perhaps more so if we do win, are we at risk of having peaked so soon that 
the Klopp regime going into next season is going to be really, you know, weighed down by expectation from every corner. And can they handle it? I think they can, and, and I don't I don't know why anybody would want it any other way. Sure, there'd be pressure whether we win or, or not, but I don't, I don't mind that. And Klopp talks about this a lot, and it's you, you got to use those things, you know, whether it's nervousness or whatever. You, you just can't panic, but you got to use that pressure and use it uh, uh, to, to to benefit you. Now, listen, I think he's been overachieving since he came into the club. That's my own my personal opinion. He's been overachieving the squad. I mean, soon as he came in, this is his third final gotta remember that so he's 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 doing a really job with this team especially people breaking down this is the same we've had some really um unfortunate situations that happen you know um and take your pick there's so many things that have happened so i think i don't mind the 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 the, the pressure i don't i don't mind that you know everyone's looking at liverpool like okay you win the champions league assuming we do that um what are you going to do now each year we're going to bring in better players um to, to help push through push forward what it is Clot wants to do with, with this club and with this team. So I don't mind the pressure. I, I, I think um you know, I, I've tried to every year I try to tell myself, you know, I'm not gonna say this is our year, even though I feel like we're really good. But I end up saying it and, and when I say it I really believe it. And I think um I've never felt it any in this much at all until Klopp came. But there's something about him and something about his interaction with the players um that that, you know, leads me to believe that anything is possible and he said it his first time he came in you know the doubt that we've had uh, we need to switch that around to believing and i love that he always makes a point of saying it's great to have this long history that liverpool has had but you know this team with these players right now need to make their own history so i'm not really concerned about the, the pressure john and i think it will come and I, I say bring it on i say bring it on and and it's, it's up to the boys to 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 prove you know some people, even in our own camp, our own supporters, prove them wrong. You know, so I think we're in a good way, and we're only going to get better. I, I think just getting Abby alone, yeah. um, and it's, it's going to be really, really scary for some of these opponents. I'm, I'm telling you now, I think he'll have the similar impact. Uh, I don't like these comparisons, but I'm, I'm just saying the impact that that Angolo had at Leicester and then Chelsea. I think he's going to have that same impact where the Premier League is really going to be looking and saying Liverpool have an amazing player on their hands. And how long will he stay? He'll be the next player that people say, well, how long, how long can they keep him? You know, it's, it's Salah now. Yeah. Then it'll be, it'll be Keita. Like, well, how long can they keep him? And, we'll, and I think we will keep him because this, what we're seeing this season in Champions League is not just a fluke. You know what I mean? In, in my opinion, I feel like you, we, can, we can have a, a longevity in the Champions League for years to come and be a relevant team year in and year out. I really believe that under this manager. So... Let's just ensure that we qualify for it next year as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. First things first. First things first. I mean, that's what that that's what makes it such a frustrating thing. I think at the moment is that, like you said, the result against Everton, the result against West Brom, the result against yeah, Stoke. You yeah. know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I and I do feel that it comes down to squad depth. We were very unlucky with injuries. I I don't really I don't have any criticism of the managerial setup at the or the train, you know, from what I can see, I think they've done mm-hmm. the absolute best. I think we've been phenomenally fit throughout the year. It's just, you know, these, these things happen. The, 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 the way that Ox got the injury, he was very unlucky. Uh, Emre Jean as well. Lalana gets fit, comes back, he's playing and he pulls up again so quickly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really difficult. Now, I wanted to ask you, Aaron, um, so it's, 
it's a, it's a, a good couple of weeks ahead of the the Champions League final. Um, we've had some really woeful performances in the league. Uh, we've we've conce- conceded what is it six goals or whatever in the last fifteen minutes of uh, of matches or yeah. some 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 dreadful statistic like that. And and I'm not asking you for predictions or anything, but what I am asking uh, is you know tell us how are you feeling about things going into the Champions League final? Are you are you sleeping at night? I am. I am. Um, usually. The day before the game, I'm not, and, and, and I worry my wife to death, but I think she's used to it now. It's been a long time. She knows what it is. But uh, I'm feeling really good, and I think people are a, a bit nervous. I think it's three games for Salah with no goals. Um, yeah. I think, and no one wants to hear this, especially when we're not getting results, but I think, especially Salah, these guys are really knocking at the door. They cannot wait for this game on the 26th of May, and I think we're really going to see some special, special performances from the obvious guys, but I think from the team in general, I think they're even going to um, not only shock Europe and, and some other fans and, and pundits, and things, but I think they're going to shock us uh, uh, more than they have already, I know. But mm. I think they're really going to put in a, a really powerful performance, and I'm not worried. Um, I saw the game, the Chelsea and Huddersfield, and, and, and shout out to um, David Wagner for doing us a, a solid, although I know he had a job to do as well, but I'm sure in the back of his mind he was thinking, if I can help Oklapo out, then I'll, I'll do that. Mm. But so so now it's a draw, and it's like, oh, great. So all we have to do is a draw. This is Liverpool. So, of course, naturally we're thinking, okay, on paper, we see what it is. We see what the team is. We, we should get it. And I think we will. Um, so, you know, getting a good result against Brighton is, is important. But for, as far as Kiev, I have no worry, man. I, I really think uh, some of these guys are just, um, you know, like I said, unfortunately, because you want us to win everything. But I think they might be holding back just a bit. Um, they, 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 we're seeing another guy went down Gomez, you know, so I think guys are really like, man, we don't want any more injuries. We don't want to overexert it. We want to kind of s- save ourselves for the Champions League final, which, which you kind of get. They're all human. So to answer the question, no, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm very, very confident going into the Brighton game. Uh, but more importantly, this, this, this game in, in Kiev on the 26th of May. Now we started off talking about great seasons, favorite seasons, uh, we were reminiscing about uh, the treble season under Hulier. If if we do win the Champions League this season, what will that mean for this season in your seasons of mm. all time? How how will this mm. you know will will, will you will you come away going you know wow and 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 conversely you know the other way around if we don't get it you know what 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 will your feelings be? Well, I'll go with the don't first, and if we don't get it, um, I'll be happy that again we've at least qualify for Champions League because I feel like no matter what Klopp wants to say or anyone wants to say, um, being in the Champions League this far into it, seeing what that manager is doing, is going to turn certain players' heads who are maybe considering coming to Liverpool. So if we don't get it, I'll, I'll be disappointed because we came so far. And I know for a lot of people, that semifinal was their final. They're saying, oh, if we don't win in the final or whatever, we got this far, I want to take it all. So if we don't win it, it'll feel bad. It won't feel like a disappointing season. Because at the end of the day, again, you want to be at least fighting for that that trophy again, even if you have to, you know, dust yourself off and do it all over again. So it won't be it won't be a failure. There'll be some disappointment there, but I'll still be happy with the team because I think we've done a lot this year through all types of adversity. Um, winning it, I think, uh, would rank up there as as um, a pretty good season. Still disappointing that we had to scrape towards the end again. Um, you know, like we did against Middlesbrough, I think, last season. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I would be happy, of course, because it's the Champions League final. That'll be six. 
um, against all odds, um, as usual, it seems like. You know, no one really gives us a chance but us, which I like it that way, backs against the wall. So, um, yeah, winning it would be, I, I would say, it, it's definitely a successful season. But still, I feel like, and this sounds crazy, but I, I would still be a little just disappointed that it, it, it the, the regular season was that nervy, or the Premier League season was that nervy and, and tight towards the end. We left it to the final day. But again, this is, you know, sometimes this is what we do, and this is what we have to kind of deal with as, as being Liverpool supporters. I wouldn't want it any other way. So thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show. If you've got any comments or questions for Aaron, you can find him on Twitter at RBG underscore F underscore C. And you should definitely check him out on on YouTube. He's got a channel there with his uh, his son, Liverpool versus Everybody on YouTube. Definitely worth checking out if you want more Liverpool content. If you've got comments, questions, thoughts for me, then just reach out to me on Twitter at John Buskell, J-O-N-B-U-S-C-A-L-L. If you like the show, do share links on social media to your network there. It's a great way of getting the word out about the podcast. And I'd certainly like to hear from you. If you'd like to talk about a particular topic to do with Liverpool Football Club, do reach out to me. If there's something you've got that you'd like to talk about, or if you've got a suggestion for a show, someone you would like me to follow up with, that would be great to hear from you. This show, as much as possible, is about audience participation and engagement i'm always looking to bring new voices into the liverpool community always lots of interesting stories to tell things to share well that's about it for this week i'll be back soon with another episode another topic in focus in the meantime thanks so much for listening liverpool in focus one topic one guest every week Podcast Network.